0: What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every single weekday, coming at you Monday through Friday. Make it part of your daily routine. Make it your first listen, then tell your friends to do the same. It's Locked On Blazers, your team every day. Today's show, we're going to talk about the Kings finally doing it. They make the playoffs in Sacramento. We can celebrate. Okay, still not my show. Go listen to Locked On Kings. They're going to have a lot of fun. Matt George is going to celebrate a, a, the Sacramento Kings snapping a 16-season playoff drought, the longest playoff drought in North American professional sports. Woof! And congrats to the Kings. On the other side, you're here. Blazers lose by 40. But Shaden Sharp played great. Uh, this was a game where the Blazers were super shorthanded. We're going to talk about that, uh, talk about the loss to the Kings. I'll, I'll celebrate the Kings a little bit. They're, they're the most fun story in the NBA this season. Shane Sharp is legitimately... I think this was the best game of his career. Um, it's a little weird to say that in a game you lose by 40, but he was the Blazers best player. I think this is the best game and they put a lot on his plate and he was for the most part able to handle it, if not excel in that larger role. And then to close the show, uh, the Blazers added a new player. They're incredibly shorthanded right now. Um, some of that, let's call it by their own choosing. Um, and some of that, just like th- th- how the end of the season works with just a folks' body, some bad luck. Um, they add a new player. Skylar Mays is, when he shows up, almost certainly going to play immediately, reportedly added on a 10-day contract, according to ESPN. That's what we'll talk about to close the show. But first, let's do what we do. Fastest recap in the West. Blazers were vaguely in this game in the first half. They were down 20-19 to after one. Very ugly first quarter where the Kings just couldn't make anything. And the Blazers, who were not going to score many points tonight, scored about... <laughs> kept it right on average. They they lose this game... Uh, excuse me. You're, they lose this game 120-18. 80 uh did not score 115 did not have a chance to win but they were only down, down down one end of one down 20 to 19 in it after trailing by double digits in the in the second quarter in it like stuck around down 50 46 at halftime the second half did they were no longer in it they lost the second half 70 to 34 70 to 34. In the second half, Shaden Sharp scored 21 points on seven of 15 shooting, hit five of nine three-pointers. Blazers, not named Shaden Sharp, scored 13 points after halftime on five of 31 shooting and one of 15 from three. <laughs> the Kings won pretty easily. 120 to 80. Blazers scored 18 in the third quarter, 16 in the fourth. Uh yeah, they got walloped. They got absolutely walloped. That's your fastest recap in the West. This was in part because the Blazers were incredibly shorthanded. They had seven guys available tonight uh, Ryan Archidiacono was a was technically healthy but has been dealing with a back injury and actually has been inact- inactive recently and took a fall a pretty hard fall right on that back earlier this week or uh, yeah, excuse me yeah earlier this week and over the weekend I should say and so he was technically available and, and like um, dressed but he was did not play and was according to the Blazers broadcast unavailable to play with a back injury Cam Reddish again available in a jersey but was not available to play he's been dealing he played in the last game and then left uh, midway through with dealing with a back injury. They joined the bench. They're joining the bench with Tre- by Trenton Watford, who has uh, dealt with that ankle injury and just hasn't been able to come back. Weirdly enough, Trenton Watford was was. Um, Cleared to come back in the game that he twisted his ankle in and then has missed a bunch of games since. That's kind of how ankle injuries work. They're all work. They're worse the next, next day. But, um, I didn't expect him to miss multiple games and he's not a tank guy. Like the, the Blazers want Trenton out there to play, they need him. And then Keon Johnson fractured his finger during, um, during shoot around today and he's gone now. He missed tonight's game. They joined the, um, the dudes who the Blazers are just straight up holding out, Damian Lillard, uh, Jeremy Grant, Anthony Simons, and Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, yeah, those guys are listed on the injury report. I have no doubt that Dame has a calf injury. I have no doubt that Jeremy Grant's quad had bothered him a little bit. You know, uh, Anthony Simons dealing with foot soreness. No doubt that his foot's a little bit sore. But the Blazers are holding those dudes out to tank. They were holding those dudes out like... I I, I feel a little weird about just like saying like these are fake injuries. But these are fake injuries. Like... They're, they're, yeah, like, the, we're just at that part of the season, um, you know, it's reported by Chris Haynes, a Bleacher Report, that, that Damian Lord is going to be held out for the rest of the year. Yeah, duh, he's missed all these games, they're just holding him out. You know, who, we haven't heard people, you know, cite sources to report who's out, Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant, and Yusuf Nurkic. Those dudes are done for the year too, don't get it twisted. And so now the Blazers are incredibly shorthanded, some of it is of their own choosing, like they did this to themselves, um, it's why they're able to sign a 10-day guy because they've chosen to keep guys out for precautionary reasons or losing reasons. They held guys out to lose on purpose. Kind of put themselves in this weird position where when Ryan Archidiakono takes a hard fall and Camresh can't get his back right and a lingering ankle injury from Trenton Watford, like the the you know, Cam and Trenton, the Blazers want to be on the court right now. They want those young guys to get to, to play, you know, to like see what they can do. Uh, particularly Cam, it's like they have a decision to make on him this summer as a restricted free agent. And Trenton Watford, they want to like, is this dude part of the real future? Is he a deep bench type of guy? Like what it, whatever it might be. They they want him out there. But because they're incredibly shorthanded, Shane Sharp played a ton of point guard and he played pretty well. He finishes with, he played. like uh, very well in the second half when the game is kind of over, but finished with 30.7 boards, seven assists. We'll talk a bunch about shading in the second uh, segment. Uh, 12 off the bench for Jabari Walker. 12 for Kevin Knox. 10 for Nazir Little. Struggle a little bit. 4 of 17. 0 of 8 from 3. 5 for Drew Eubanks. 8, 8 for Matisse Thibel. Kevin Knox had 12. Uh, everybody who played played at least 26 minutes. That's 7 dudes. Chayden Sharp played 45 minutes in this one. Uh, good to be a teenager because you're going to get a lot of minutes. On the other side, the Kings did it with balance. Malik Monk led the way with 19 off the bench. De'Aaron Fox, 18. Kevin Herter, 17. De'Manus Simonis, 15 and 12. Thirteen for Keegan Murray. Uh, every King who played scored, except for Deli Matthew Deloatchova, scoreless in his six minutes. Uh, as the Kings went to the deep end of the bench when they were up by 40 at the end of this game. Uh, before we talk Shane Sharp, which I want to talk a bunch about. I think this was, like I said, I think this was probably the best game he's ever played with the caveat that the Blazers lost by 40. Uh, But like with a a pretty big asterisk, also lost game by 40. Um, But uh, the Kings are just really fun. Like light the beam, light the beam. The beam was destined like the, it was, it was, the beam was going to be just summarily mocked if the Kings really canged it up as they've done for 16 consecutive seasons, as they, you know, faded down the stretch, as, they, as, they, as they've done so many times when they've been good, been mediocre, but just not quite there, or they've been straight up bad a couple times, like. The beam thing where they light the uh, big purple beam and shoot it up from their golden one center in downtown Sacramento was going to be something they were going to get clowned for. It was going to be something we'd make fun of them for. And instead, it's turned into the symbol of the most fun part of the season. And don't get it twisted. Right here in this podcast, several times during the preseason, I said I thought the Kings were the 11th best team in the West. They're going to finish with the third best record in the Western Conference. Who knows what happens to the Kings in the playoffs. I think it's reasonable to say, like, not very good on defense, and they don't have a ton of playoff experience. This is the type of team that could certainly lose in the first round. But they've been awesome all year. So before we talk about the sobering realities of what postseason basketball might look like, depending on who they play, let us let me say this. The Kings are incredibly fun, and they're a reminder that in the era when only, when only ranks matter, when only rangs matter. And if you don't win in the playoffs, you mean nothing. Joel Embiid's never made it out of the second round. He's garbage. All this, like, all of the nonsense. All the Damian Lillard never won a single Western Conference Finals game. Gotta get him out of there. Free Dame. Like, all this sort of the the obsession with championship or bust mentality, which is... Um, permeates the league with the players as well, certainly with the media and all that. The Kings are a reminder of how fun a regular season can be. We are now 76 games into the Sacramento Kings season, and this 76 games has been as rewarding for fans in Sacramento as anything you can possibly imagine. It is a wonderful story. I think, generally speaking, I don't know anyone who's like, against the like I don't know none of my friends who are basketball fans none of the people in my life who are basketball fans are like anti-kings they love the kings people are easily rooting for this team I will pull for this team like heck in the playoffs I love how left-handed they are um I love how they lean into what they are they're just a team that overwhelms you with a bunch of offensive options they have great shooting around um uh, around a really good pick and roll hub with Sabonis and, and De'Aaron Fox Fox has taken a big leap this year to be a really special player. Um, I didn't think he was going to be this good this consistently. They've killed teams in the clutch and won a bunch of close games. Mike Brown has just changed changed what they can be. He hasn't made them into a very good defensive team, but he's changed what they believe they can be. And what they are, it's just a team that's you know going to win 50 games, finish third in the West. A great story. Light the beam <laughs> let's let's go light that freaking beam um legitimately legitimately the best story in the NBA this season I I, I say that without exaggeration like they've been they've been really fun um and they and like I said a reminder that these games a reminder that regular season games can actually matter so I I am I'm happy for the Kings light it up Let's talk about Shaden Sharp. Uh, we will do that in the second segments. I want to go, go deep on what we saw from Shaden Sharp. He got point guard duties and... It was imperfect, but it's exactly the type of trial and error the blazers should be trying at this stage in the season and a night when they have seven guys. I'm really glad they put so much on his plate and he looked like he could handle it at least enough to have 37 and 7. and with the flaws 37 and 7 with some flaws, you will take it any dang day of the week. Let's talk about that in the second segment. but first let me tell you about ultimate pro basketball GM. It's a great game where you can be an NBA GM. If you've ever had the inkling or fantasized about managing your own basketball franchise, go download Ultimate Pro Basketball GM right now. Game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, you're responsible for every aspect. From dealing with challenging personalities of players and coaches, to hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency, navigating through the draft, all the ups and downs of multiple seasons, all in this challenging, realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want, when you want Right now, Locked On Blazers listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure you check it out. Download the game, visit ProBasketballGM.com. Scan the code if you're watching here on YouTube or look it up on the app stores. That's ProBasketballGM.com. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. All right. Enough lighting the beam. Let's celebrate point guard Shaden Sharp. With no Ryan Archidiakono, with no Keon Johnson, with no with no Cam Reddish to handle some point guard duties, with no Trenton Watford to handle some point guard duties, and with Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons embargoed in um, we-have-to-lose-jail. The Blazers turned the ball over to their 19-year-old phenom and said, Shay, you're going to play point guard tonight. And he did pretty darn well. Uh, he... seven seven dimes, uh, had some turnovers late, but started with five five assists and just one turnover in the first half. I actually thought he got a lot better after halftime as the game kind of started to slip away. I thought his decision-making looked better. In the first half, he made a couple passes off the bounce where it's like, I didn't know he could do that. And he also made some plays where he, you know, he's running a bunch of pick and rolls or they were running like initial action for him to get into just to be the primary creator, even if he didn't bring the ball across half court, but he did bring the ball across half court a bunch. And against a Kings team that's not super physical and doesn't have like that Herbert Jones length to like totally blow up what Shaden wants to do. This was a great night to to give him that those responsibilities. He was gonna have to do it against anybody with the way the roster was, but this was a better night to kind of really put it into incubator. Um, If you're, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know that I was calling for heading out of the All-Star break for Shaden Sharp to get a bunch of reps as a pick and roll guy, as a ball handler, as a primary creator. Not because I thought he was going to excel and it was going to unlock this like next level of him, precisely because I thought he was going to fail. And the Blazers are at a point in the season where letting the 19-year-old fail and then learn from his mistakes is incredibly valuable. And like I said, like I thought his when to pass, when to shoot clock was maybe a little off in the first half I thought he took a bunch of hard twos like they, they they weren't scoring so I kind of and he's their best player right now by a pretty wide margin it's it's sort of wild how much how like how clearly Shaden Sharp is their best player as a teenager he's a special talent uh, but like I thought in the first half he took a lot of hard twos, like just like really difficult driving into bodies, getting you know, um, you know, just some some pull up difficulties. In the third quarter, I thought you know he he probably watched a couple clips at halftime, talked with the coaches at halftime, and then also had like 24 minutes of data in his brain to be like, okay, here's how they're going to guard me, here's what I'm going to do. He just looked so much more comfortable. His like shot pass decision making was way better. He was getting even when he wasn't making assists, he was getting the ball out early on double teams, like set a screen, get the ball to Drew, then come back and get a Drew Eubanks. That is, come back and get a handoff and run, you know, and you can get back into another action. That's that's hard, right? Like, that's that's the type of stuff you want to see. I thought his, um, you know, with the highlight the highlight passing, he probably had better passes overall in the first half. to throw a lob in the second half. But, like, just the decision-making just, just looked so much better. And, like, then he had some plays where it's, like, you know, late in the game. So he's played, like, a million minutes. Some of this is fatigue. But it's, like, he had some plays late in, the, in that third quarter, early, early fourth, where it's, like, you know, he he anticipates a pass that's not there. Um, at one point, he got just straight pickpocketed by De'Aaron Fox at, at mid-courts in, in, the, in the third quarter. Like... He had some struggles, but he also looked like capable of that diet. And I actually thought when they didn't set a screen for him, when it wasn't a high pick and roll, and he had to, you know, or they were setting a lot of wing pick and rolls, like at the um, as opposed to straight at the top of the key, like in on one side, kind of like uh, wing extended, the foul line extended to get him like pick and rolls on the side, so he could choose to go middle and then um, and then make some decisions with with either empty corners or or depending on how kind of how the Blazers set it up. But a lot of angle pick and rolls, and I thought he. Um, I just thought he made some, I thought he made some good decisions and also when they didn't set those angle pick and rolls, like he was making good decisions that weren't leading to passes and when they didn't set those angle pick and rolls, just a straight line burst, like get to the rim off the bounce was really, really good. And for me, that's probably more indicative of what he will become if he plays on a team with Damian Lillard in the future. It's like, I don't need to see like... Shayden Sharp running pick and rolls, great. Like that's great, great development stuff. It's like why I want. It's like I, if you know, check the tape. It's like I, I want him to fail because I want him to learn, right? So it's like I'm not saying like he's a great pick and roll ball handler. This is going to unleash him. I'm saying he he hasn't been able to do this. His handle has been a little bit suspect. His playmaking, passing, sort of decision making been a little bit suspect. Give him the reps to go do it. Um, I was saying this before they were like full on tanking. Now that they're full on tanking just do this in the last, last seven games of the season. Just, this is, this is what you need to do. Um, Go ahead. Six games of the season. Excuse me. Uh, uh, You know, you want him to run something like 20 pick and rolls a night. Like just to, to see how defenses guard him, particularly as he's their best player, see what the attention is like. Um, He's better coming off screens. He's even in this game, they, they, Put him in the corner, let him come off screens, kind of off a pin down to get himself free and then get into pick and rolls, which I like because, um, you know, having him come across mid court with a shaky handle and all 10 defensive eyeballs on you probably doesn't unlock what he can do as well. But yeah, like this, this this is what you wanted to see from him. And for the most part, he sees the day like, you know, they struggled. Their offense was terrible in the second half. He was basically all of their offense, but in the third quarter, like I thought he was better. And in that, like the straight line drive stuff that I'm talking about is like in, in, in a future Shaden's going to not be a heavy, 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 heavy pick and roll guy. Like if Damon Ant are on the team next season, please, please don't make us, please don't make us watch more small guard basketball. But if it, you know, certainly there's, at least better, there's at least around 50% chance that that's that's the case, right? Um, If not higher, uh, it's like, Shaden's not going to get to operate a cajillion pick and rolls. He's not. He's but he is going to be someone who's asked to put pressure on the rim with his athleticism. And I think if that handle tightens up, it's not just decision making and stuff, it's the burst, which I think we have seen less of this year because his handle isn't sharp enough to just say, "I'm getting to the rim." In this game, he got to the rim a bunch. He missed a bunch of layups, the tough layups, like contorting tough layups. Missed two two like would be awesome highlights, but just missed them. But that that burst was there, and that burst is there because he's understanding what the defense are going to do his skill has raised because he's handling the ball more his he's just improved as a ball handler as as the season has gone on he's kind of figuring out where it's going to be he's figuring out some uh, more how to drive physically through contact and traffic he's strong as heck um yeah like this was the best game he's played. He finished with 30 points. He was six of 13 from three, Uh, five of nine in the second half though. It was like, he was, he didn't, he did not from three in the second half. Like he scored, he had nine points at halftime. He really took off in that third quarter when he was basically all of the Blazers offense, uh, both creating it and scoring it. Like, Again, he had 21 in the second half. His teammates had 13. Imagine if he had better teammates and he continues to, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to figure out some playmaking stuff. Okay, I'm starting to figure out some straight line drive stuff. Uh, more comfortable in more situations, more comfortable with the defense on you, more comfortable with the, like, you know, looking at you because you're the primary guy, more comfortable coming off screens and making a quick, you know, getting into a quick action and stuff like that. I thought it was great. Uh, they gave Nazir Little this kind of um some of the similar responsibilities of some initiation stuff late in the in the third quarter. He struggles. Like he he's not he is not close to the level that Shaden is at. Shaden's going to be a special basketball player. Um and I thought tonight was a reminder. I think this is the best game. I, I I've said this now multiple times. I think this was the best game he's ever played. Also, the Blazers lost by 40. <laughs> like all both I think both of those can be true at the same time. Um there's probably more important games he's played where he's been like an impactful role player um and i'm not sure he's like um i'm not sure he's like a starting or starter in the nba when he's 20 years old next fall but i know that these reps get him closer because he's being able he's allowed to expand his skill set and 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 struggle right like he's allowed to throw some bad passes he's like he only had three turnovers in 45 minutes um and two of them were just like straight up he 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 just one, he got ripped, and the other two were just like str- bad passes out of pick and rolls. Defense comes, and he just throws throws a crappy pass. Uh, like it's not like he was spraying the ball over the court, like most of his bad decision making was shooting. Most of his like was taking too difficult a shots. You can clean that up. You can clean some of that decision making up. and and like, um I, I, this was a really, really promising game from Shaden for me. I, I I felt um you know, I watched the Blazers lose by forty, but I f- came away feeling like, you know what? I don't know if this is your Blazers starting shooting guard at the beginning of next season, but I know that I feel more comfortable leaning in that direction. The more I see him do this stuff, because he's just he's he can play, and even when he struggled in these, even when the decision making was off, this is the incubator, this is the petri dish. Go figure it out, and the Blazers, much more than anyone else, Shaden Sharp was figuring it out tonight, and the rest of his teammates that are basically given you know not the same task, but given. A very broad, a lot of leeway to figure it out. Nobody's figuring out on his level. Nobody looks as comfortable. Nobody looks as good. Shaden Sharp looked great. The shot, you know, he can still really shoot it. Um, If he gets some in-between pull-up game, if that ever comes to fruition, which I think he's got the skills to be there, he's going to be a really special player. Um, The Blazers Blazers might get throttled a bunch of times to end the season, but Shaden Sharp is worth tuning in for. Okay, Portland's got a new player. Uh or they will, reportedly, new player on the way. Uh, let's talk about, let us talk about Skylar Maze and what the Blazers' newest addition uh, will will look like or could look like and why I think it's meaningful that they added uh, added a 10-day guy to this roster. But first, let me tell you about FanDuel. No better time to sign up for FanDuel than right stinking now because if you sign up right now, you can get a no-fet, no sweat first bet Up to $1,000. New customers get $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from money line to point spreads to who makes the most three-pointers to how many assists Shaden Sharp has in his next game. All of it on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Still a pass for his point guard. Still Mike Richmond, who are still listening to Locked on Blazers. According to ESPN, Portland has signed a new a 10-day guard. Yes, indeed, there is an incredible amount of irony to the team. Still the team incredibly short-handed. And what does Joe Cronin do? Gets a six foot three guard. Let's go. Pokemon this thing. Got to catch them all. Um, Skyler Mays, uh, former second round, 2020 second round pick of the Atlanta Hawks, who appeared in 61 games for the Hawks over two seasons with averages of 3.3 points, 1.0 boards, and Uh, and 0.8 assists uh, shooting 47% from the field, 34% from three and a very cool 88% from the free throw line. Um, Generally speaking, this is not a super impactful signing, but it speaks to where the Blazers are at this season. Uh, The Blazers haven't officially announced this signing yet. So it's not, um, he's not on the roster, but I'm willing to wager Woj. Woj is uh, right about how this one works. Uh, And this is almost certainly, um, although I, if this has been reported somewhere, I have missed it. Almost certainly uh, a um, hardship signing. The Blazers did this a bunch last year. Drew Eubanks signed a million ten-day contracts with hardship signings. I get, like Portland is, you know, they're without. Um, they're four, four best players by choice, but they're also missing Justice Winslow, who had uh, ankle surgery today, more than that in a moment. You know, no Archie Diacono, no Cam Radish, no Keon Johnson, no Trenton Watford, guys who would be playing big minutes. They played seven dudes tonight. They could use another player. And like, I think it's funny to like clown them about signing another six foot three guard. Like it is funny. It's, it's, it is objectively funny. <laughs> That's who they signed. Like no doubt about it. It's, <laughs> I, I laughed when I saw it. But they need another person who can dribble. Like they just um Shane Sharp shouldn't have to play forty five minutes of point guard, even though I kinda liked it. Like, let's see more of it. But they just need another person who could dribble. Like the minutes where Shaden Sharp didn't play point guard in that third quarter and it was Nazir Little, that is no good. Um, you know, Skylar Maze is not going to um I'm not gonna set the world on fire. He's not gonna be. Um, I don't inspect him. I don't expect him to be like, okay, no, this dude can definitely play. You know, like he's he's part of the future. But like, you know, he, he can. He's, he's someone who can. He's someone who could probably dribble the ball across cross half court and make the right pass to get Shane Sharp into an action to run a pick and roll. And they just need someone else who can dribble, because if Keon, who fractured his finger, um, if he's not going to play, then they just they just need anyone who can dribble across half-court. Uh, if Archie is not going to play, they just need anyone who can dribble half-court. Cross half court. Same with Trent and same with Cameron That's like all of their remaining secondary ball handlers. Like that's basically the four dudes who you would say, well, maybe they could play a little weird point guard. Now you're li- relying on Shaden. I think Shaden's shown that he should get more reps at this, like without a doubt. Um, but I don't think it's outrageous that they would do this, especially if, if Diakono is or Archie is, is yeah. Like if Archie Diakono is, is, is still, if he's going to be out for an extended period of time with his back stuff and same with cam, like, cause backs can be tricky like that. Like it's just, if cameras tried to play and couldn't, um, yeah. Like, I just think you need, you need someone there. Um, also just like shout out to the blazers for being undefeated in, in injury transparency, incredibly opaque with injury stuff, incredibly opaque. Like, Today, they announced that Justice Winslow is going to miss the remainder of the season with uh, ankle. In with, he, he underwent ankle surgery today, and he's going to be out for the remainder of the season. Um, you know, there's six games left. He hasn't played since the week of Christmas. They announced on March 17th, 12 days ago, that he had had a procedure. And when they announced that procedure, they said that it had happened in March, not on a day in March and that he would continue the rehab process. And then less than two weeks wh- later, he has ankle surgery. He's out for out now announced out for the year. Um, t- t- truly, truly bizarre. Keon, Keon Johnson has a, has a fractured finger. It just says right finger. Uh, <laughs> could be anything. You got, f- you got five of those. Even if you want to be, even you, if you want to be cool and say, you only got four fingers and a thumb, any, any four of those fingers could, could be fractured on Keon's hand. like, <laughs> They're just um, between this and like the 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 sort of like embellished injuries in order to tank that lets you sign a guy to a hardship um, contract, which means you don't have hardship contract. I might not explain this means you don't have to um, you don't have to waive anybody. You just you you are because of the injuries piling up, you're allowed to um, you're you're allowed to to uh, to sign someone to a regular NBA contract for 10 days. It's going to allow them to finish out the season with the Blazers. You know, they need it because some of their dudes are hurt, but they also like, you know, what they're doing. Like is when, when Chris Haynes reports that uh, the Blazers are like thinking about shutting, or the Blazers are going to shut uh, Dame down in the next, like after five or six games, and four games later, Damian Lord shows up first as questionable and then ruled out on the injury report and then doesn't appear for, uh, you know, three-plus games... And then it's reported. Sources say he's sitting out. It's like, of course he's sitting out. Like, I don't know. I am. This is kind of just like uh, media whining stuff to close the close the show. And I apologize about that. But like, I just gotta say, like the Blazers' commitment to not having any transparency whatsoever when it comes to injuries is top notch. I will say this almost no value <laughs> being transparent with injuries, almost no value in like being very, very straightforward with injuries, but the blazers have kind of gone the other way. And they're like comically opaque, comically opaque. Um, it is, <laughs> it's fun. Like, I, 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 I'm not really even not worked up about it. I'm just worked up on teasing them because it's, it is, um, it's silly how, how far they've gone the other way. So Skylar Mays, blazers haven't announced it. Uh, Portland plays again on Friday night against these same Sacramento Kings. I I pretty much expect him to be available on that one. It was first reported by Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN today. This afternoon, I'm recording this on Wednesday evening. You're listening to Thursday, March 30th 30th show. So I expect Mays will get announced sometime on Thursday, and he will be available on Friday when they play. And if it's a similar, similar injury situation, they're going to have eight healthy bodies. They're going to need him. I'm excited to watch Shane Sharp play more point guard going to be a whole bunch of fun one more one more at home long road trip and then back uh, a week from Sunday for their final game of the season um, at least there's a really fun 19 year old to watch and uh, at least you get a podcast where we have a little bit of fun here too I like to think uh, tomorrow's show is going to be a mailbag episode Friday show to close out the weekend mailbag episode uh, I have pretty good questions Because folks have emailed me at LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com. But I have space for a couple more, two, three more good ones. If you got them, um, send me an email, LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com. Ask me a question, as always. um, (laughs) Topical questions, get priority. The longer tail ones will get pushed out because y'all... The Blazers' season is going to end in 10 days, and then they're not going to play a meaningful basketball game again until the fall. We got a lot of mailbags ahead of us. So if you're asking about trades in the offseason, you might end up in a later mailbag. Uh, So email me, locksonblazerspot at gmail.com. I appreciate you listening. Come back for more. I'll talk to you soon.